Hey, welcome everybody. Another episode of Ears Up In Depth for you. And with me, as always, Jeremy from Spectral Radio and Ears Up In Depth. That's right. And Ears Up Podcast. That's right. And Ears Up Podcast. Yeah. And the Supreme Resort. And the Supreme Resort. And the Quarantiki Room Happy Hour in my yeah, yeah. where I am right now because I haven't torn down the temporary studios here. So what happens for the show on Thursday? I don't know. I think I don't. I think know. you're still going to be in the Tiki Room. That's my personal opinion. Well, I I think it probably should. I don't know why, but um, I I think I don't know. I think I don't know how many how many more times are we going to do Quarantiki Rooms? I can't I can't because I sort of miss. I sort of miss being in my studio. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because everything is 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 confined in there, I can close the door and not have to worry about you know the rest of the household or if Alice is going to come through and screw with stuff or anything like that. So I just um, you know I don't know, man. It's uh, it's also very messy. I'm looking around here. There's cords everywhere, and uh, it bothers me on some weird level. I think it's a visually more interesting environment. I agree. Well, what I want to do, one of the things I was planning on doing, I think last month sometime before this whole quarantine thing hit, was going and like painting the studio a different color because basically the studio wall is like some sand color and everyone sort of gets blown out behind it or in front of it. So I want to paint it like a like a light gray and get some more stuff on the walls and kind of do do a better job with that. I agree with you. It is much more interesting in here. Um, uh, but I think you should paint it purple. You, purple. You think purple? Like a purple be... blue gradient, kind of like the background of your website. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm all about consistent branding. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then so what that's happens? That's what if, I think should happen. What happens if we change our uh, our our website? You won't be able to. No, <laughs> well, be right. locked in. I'll be locked in, and that's that's mm-hmm. uh, it's not something I'm, I'm prepared to do, to be right. honest with you. But uh, hey, it's a good idea. I'll take it under advisement. I think. I think. Well, here's my here's my advice for Thursday. All right, please please advise me. It's one show. I think you're not going to have Taryn and Bev over because we're all still under lockdown. Stay in the tiki room, and then that gives us the leverage, the flexibility, the agility, oh, if you God. will. I will. To do another quarantine room because, quite frankly, I I don't want to sound like we're great or anything, but I have had a couple <laughs> messages that say, I hope you guys keep doing these. Really? Okay. Um, oh, actually, that reminds me. Speaking of the last quarantine room, actually, let me check on that right now because as of uh, basically four minutes after we stopped the other night, um, our that video was blocked. Not just a you know copyright flag, but literally blocked in all countries. Because of two of the four songs I played, I'm surprised that that happened. Because I thought maybe my my playing of the, you know, because it's like an algorithm, right? Like they can hear the music. But I thought if yeah. I played the recorder enough over it, it would it would mess with their systems. Apparently, they can <laughs> go right through my recorder playing. Yeah. Just, oh, it's up now. It's up again. Okay, because I filed a. Um, uh, I, I basically contested the flagging and, and said that, you know, we're, we're doing it under fair use because it, it's educational. And that's really what I just, I, I qualify any of it because I was playing it so you could hear the songs so then you could play the things. It wasn't just I was like playing music or whatever. 
Right. It so it was educational, but only for my benefit. That's true. So it educating is, me to play the recorder. Yeah. So it is back up. And uh, what I said before is I'm going to put these Quarantiki Room episodes. Uh, I'm just going to make them unlisted and then put the links on Patreon uh, behind the paywall. So um, it's like a little free uh, look into uh, sort of a secret show, but. I don't know. We have a little more fun, I think. I I, I agree with we, you. I, I do like them. I just don't want to do them as often, I think, also. Like two yeah, a week maybe we go hard. once a week. Yeah, like Taryn said. She goes, nobody needs two hangovers a week except maybe for Jeremy. Oh, my God. If, I, if it were only two, I would be so lucky. <laughs> it's like cleaning. My apartment's like cleaning up a frat house every morning, and I'm the only one in here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. How are you going to survive? Well, I've stopped. The last two nights, I haven't had anything. Yeah. I needed I, to pull back. You haven't had anything the last two... The last two... Okay. Well, last like, I haven't I had anything last night, and tonight, I only had one glass of scotch with dinner, and now I'm just having a cup of tea. Okay. So, you, you've sort of backed away from drinking as much. Cause yeah. Because you said for the past two nights, and Sunday, we had our corn tiki room, and today's only Tuesday, so... You're it's lying somewhere. <laughs> no, Monday's Monday and night. tonight. <laughs> yeah. Which you the already had scotch. I, I hear the night's not over, but there's yeah. not going to be any drink. No, except the scotch you had at dinner. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> with dinner, that's more of a, that's more of a nice, just a... An app with digestive. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you had a long, hard, harrowing day at work, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> working from home is very, it's really getting to me. It actually is not easy working from home. I'm easily no. distracted. Yeah. Because when you're at home, you you suddenly think about all of the chores that you should be doing at home that you don't have time to do. Like, oh, I should really, man, I really got to clean the bathroom. Like, my bathtub is gross. Or, oh, I should probably just do laundry. Let me just get up. I'll do a quick little laundry. And then you do the laundry and you see something else you got to do. It's a, it's, a, um, it's a procrastinator's paradise working at home. Right. Well, normally, like if, if all things being normal and I work from home, I'm really good at it. I can get mm-hmm. what I need to do done. Yeah. But there's – I'm feeling because of the way the world is right now, there just isn't a sense of urgency attached to things as much. It's kind of a little bit more like loosey-goosey. And so I'm kind of like being a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. You don't care. No one else cares. Why should you care? Right. I mean I care but not – Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a <laughs> fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, exactly. Well, we have a few good stories for you today. I have um, a long one and two short ones, I feel like. Okay. And they're not really, the other ones really aren't stories. There's so much as just, they're just news articles because, again, the parks are closed. So I guess let's address that. The parks are closed, I think, indefinitely, right? And you can't it's even indefinite. book hotels in the area until like June. Right. So, I think June 1st is the day that you can start yeah, booking. Yeah. So. There's really not a whole lot of news going on right now about the parks or anything like that. Um, yeah, these news stories are really just more like facts and observations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. The, Disney's really killing us with this. Uh, they're killing our show with this quarantine and civic responsibility. I hate right. it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and go first with your... Uh... Well, you've got three and I've got two, so I think you should okay. lead off. Should I lead off with okay. the big one or, or one of the smaller guys? I think you should lead off with the big one. Really? Okay. What, 
whatever you think. I you know right. them. I'll do. I do know them. All right, I'll do the. Uh, I'll do my my lead story today. As someone who sells T-shirts in the Disney sphere of goods, and as someone who has been hit with a copyright infringement notice in the past, I'm amazed, Jer, at the amount of people out there who blatantly and ferociously just steal Disney's intellectual property and sell it online. Shirts. Hats, shoes, backpacks, which I don't know if anybody's selling a backpack, but I just threw it in there because I feel like they should. Uh, Party invitations, you name it, it's being sold by someone on the internet branded with Disney intellectual property. What I did was take a castle, not necessarily the castle, but a castle, turned it into a churro castle and dumbed it down a lot. So that made it my own artwork and it's protected uh, under copyright law as a parody. I didn't directly steal anything from Disney, so uh, that's how I could do it um, right. because I was smart about it. What some of these people online are doing is just straight-up theft, literally taking Mickey Mouse and putting it on a T-shirt or an invitation or Donald Duck or whatever. Right. And you've seen it. It's all over Etsy. Just Google uh, Etsy search Disney. You know, Go on Teespring and search Disney. They're, just, they're, they're everywhere. Public. It's, it's all over the place. Uh, people are making... Uh, a nice chunk of change off of Disney. Uh, Disney has usually been pretty aggressive in pursuing the larger of these offenders, issuing uh, very wide DMCA notices, which stands for Digital Millennium Copyright Act, meaning you have to pull your artwork down without having to file a lawsuit first, which is also the first step in protecting your artwork. So like uh, we see people all the time stealing our churro design. We actually have a copyright on that design. So we issue a DMCA notice to them and their internet provider. And the internet provider basically said, uh, that, that email says, you are hosting an image that is protected under copyright law. You need to remove it immediately. And they do, and they take it down. Right. And that's just kind of it. It could progress into a lawsuit if they don't take it down and if I, you know. But in order to protect your copyright and your trademark and your patent and all that stuff, you have to be aggressive and you have to issue these 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 notices as as proof, or else people can file as you've like abandoned your copyright, and then they can just take it from you, which is stupid. Uh, well, uh, so I, my, that leads me to my question for you: Is yeah. have you been? Because I remember you going, you were banging on about this for quite a while. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, just yeah, more and more, and then. Um, but I haven't heard you talk about it lately. Are you still finding the churro shirt out there and still contacting people? Like, what's what's the update from your end? Well, um, I turned that all over to Terrence, and I think he hasn't done it in a while, which is a little uh, annoying. I don't know. You want to Google? Let's Google right now. Let's Google churro shirt and see what happens. Oh, wow. This is fun watching Jason Google. Well, I like to Google. That's what I do. Um, Google churro shirt images. Uh, No, there's nothing. Wow. So he's really... Keeping an eye on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope so. Or we've just already shut down all the, the ones from like China and Taiwan. Because all they do, there's a lot of fly-by-night sites where they, they uh, take crawlers and they go to the popular sites and they just scavenge all these images, repost them on their site in hopes that people, you know, someone might buy one or two. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, wow, there's, there, there's literally a t-shirt that just says, suck my churro. <laughs> Oh, Can you imagine wearing that to the park and just being like, "Yeah, I I like churros. That's just that's me. I identify with churros, but that's only awful. in reference to a phallus." Um, awful. Yeah, 
pretty good. No churro castles. I love it. Suck my churro is like such a hack way of doing it. <laughs> know. You know? That's, that's like, like saying that's like knocking off the got milk thing. I was like, just gonna just say go it's like it's like saying it's like, got churros. Got churros. <laughs> it's know, so man. stupid. Yeah, it's not too it's not too good, man. But uh oh geez. There's <laughs> here's a shirt that says uh I'm not here for churros, and it has Pinocchio, like literally Pinocchio, with uh, like a long nose, like he's lying. Right. And it's like, I, I, I can't tell if it's actually Disney or not, but that's the kind of thing that people, that people steal and sell online. Um, so anyway, there is uh, that. But usually after I send a DMCA notice, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't have to file a lawsuit. Um, the artwork is pulled down and life goes on. Uh, the person infringing on your art can sue you back saying, no, that is my artwork. How dare you? Uh, but that's obviously not really going to happen because if they're stealing your artwork, they're going to be like, okay, I got caught. I'm going to move on with my life. Right. Um, and Disney sort of targets large sites like TeePublic or Etsy, and they'll cite thousands of potential links within that site that could possibly create confusion. That's what happened with me on TeePublic several years ago is they just sent a net of, like, the, the lawyer for TeePublic, like, look, we got hit with, like, a thousand links. Disney just came through and went, even if it is infringing or not or could be potentially, it's up to Disney to protect their trademark. So they cast a wide net just to pull everything right. down and see what happens. They're never going to come after me personally because that's more direct, and, and I mean, quite frankly, they wouldn't win, but uh, that's just me. Uh, TeePublic has no choice but to back down and remove the offending artwork. Um, I guess it's better to be safe than sued. Well, Jeremy, this won't surprise you, but there are some really dumb people that do this sort of thing, and there are none dumber people than a company called Mouse Print Media, which sells under the URL DizGear, D-I-S-G-E-A-R. And even the, the, the URL sort of offend, not it doesn't offend me, but when I was naming the show, it's, I mean, if you listen for a long time, you'll heard the story before. I tried really hard to not have any sort of like Disney thing or Mickey's chat team or some, some thing like that. I thought the Mouse ears... Chat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought the ears were, you know, was 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 a close enough tie-in because when you're searching for podcasts, I wanted to make it obvious that we were a Disney podcast, but I didn't want to be so blatantly where it's, you know, Tinkerbell's, uh, you know, Chain Gang podcast or something like that. I wanted to be <laughs> separate from that. So uh, the Diz Gear, Diz, whatever. Uh, the owner, whose name is Eric pulled a ton of Disney IP and turned it all into T-shirts. Uh, there's uh, images of, like, Goofy's hat and ears. That silhouette. Okay. Uh, so they own that? Disney owns the silhouette of a hat with ears. It's it's a comp... It's um, You don't have to own the trademark or a copyright on that. I, I think that they would, actually. But it it's all under creating confusion for the mark. And that's creating what, confusion. Okay, right. So if you, um, you know, if if I had um, an internet, a Disney internet radio show, and I called it like, uh, you know, Examine Radio, but I spelled it and it did the the image just like your uh, logo, you could sue me, even though it's not the same. It's not the same name, but it it, it could invoke the same image imagery, or somebody seeing them both could be like, oh, well, they must be related. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So then I can support, you know, whatever I just said. 
Spectrum right. Radio. <laughs> well, someone did that to me. Oh, that's right. How, what happened the, with that? Spectro, uh, radio Spectro Chile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They took radio, in my logo, they took the radio word and put it above Spectro, and then below it, they just wrote in Chile in a weird font. <laughs> it looked terrible. Yeah, of course. What happened? Yeah. Did you contact them? I contacted them. Yeah. Um, eventually, they took it down. Of course. But it was a lot of the back and forth, and they were like, well, we, how do you know that we didn't make it? How do we know that you're not lying? And I'm like, because I made, like, yeah. you, you do know that I'm not lying because you're the one who stole it. Right. Right. Like, you do know. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> and you get people like that, too. Like, um, I, I sent someone a, a, a DMCA notice on Etsy, and they're like, oh, well, I didn't know this was a Jason Petros original piece of artwork. Someone just sent it to me to see if I could reproduce it. And I said, but, sir, the reproduction, the word reproduction means that it's not original to you, nor is it original to the person asking you to do it. So why would right. you do it and then sell it, which is illegal, but then put it up on your site to see if other people wanted it? It's You know it's not your artwork, and I never heard back from them. Right, like who is it okay to steal from? It's <laughs> okay know. to steal from someone as long as you don't know who it was. <laughs> exactly, but that's the internet, right? Um, th- we had a website in uh, Russia, of all places, who was mirroring our site. Exactly. It was an exact copy of our website, but like with a, just a different URL. Why would they want to do that? I have no idea. I, I think I would imagine if, uh, if, if, you know, if you found that website through search terms and maybe wanted to download an episode, then they could probably attach some sort of malware to it or something like that. That's oh, the only way right. that I could see that happening. But, uh, yeah, people are uh, unscrupulous. If you know what I'm trying to say, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. I know what that means. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, let's see. Where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Goofy Hat and Ears, uh, Star Wars characters. He had a Darth Vader T-shirt, for example. I was trying to find photos, and I couldn't necessarily find specific photos, um, except just what was in this article that I read. And it's like, uh, um, uh, yeah, goofed up. Is the is the goofy hat? And it's like the goofy hat with the ears. So that's what I was saying. Yeah. So they might not own the silhouette, but they do sell the goofy hat with ears. So you could definitely uh, be convinced that oh, that's a shirt that I found, and it's also not very cool looking. So it's definitely something that you would find in downtown Disney. Because I think a lot of the Disney shirts aren't very cool, which is why I don't own a whole lot of them. And they're also thirty five dollars for a t shirt, which you know that costs four dollars. <laughs> right. You're like, like, oh, I can't wait for this to shrink after one wash. And <laughs> yeah, it's so good, cry. dude. I love it so much. Um, Tinkerbell and the castle, like, like literally the the castle and like the Tinkerbell silhouette. Like, just it's crazy stuff. Right. This guy wasn't even trying to hide it. It's just literally Disney images. Um, in fact, he even took the Disney name and lettering and put it on a shirt. And the shirt says, um, "My favorite Disney prince is my husband." And, you know, the word Disney is just the D- Disney. It's just Disney. And it's so you. The, with, with the Walt sort of signature. Yes. And so. With, stylist, yeah. Right. And you can't copyright font. So I've no, I, I know that. You can't copyright a font. So just the, the, the lettering is not copyrighted, but it's, it's the name. And then it's the name with the lettering to intentionally create confusion in the marketplace. So it's those three things kind of put together. Right. 
Right. I mean, you can't put Disney in the Disney font on a show. Like, I mean, right. that's like, what I'm saying. Right. So we could write also, we could write ears up podcast in the Disney font. That's fine because the Disney font you can't copyright font. Okay, but we can't <laughs> put ugly anyway. It is kind of ugly, but you can't put like you said Disney in the Disney lettering, then put it on a shirt to sell. Right. Well, I, that shirt also. I feel like that's a saying. That you see on shirts in Disney, like my favorite. Um, possibly. You see that for sale in Disney stores. And it's a terrible saying. It's so stupid. So <laughs> this guy so is not only ripping off the artwork, but he's ripping off the dumb sayings. Like, come <laughs> up with something original. Like, you're ripping off the dumbest one, yeah. loser. Well, I, I do know that. Well, I, I, I have a hunch and I've heard and I've, I, I think I've seen, but I can't remember because I'm too old. Um, I think Disney looks for stuff like this on Etsy. And then we'll just make shirts, because I never, I, I think I feel like it's only recently have I seen uh, I'm here for the churros shirts at Downtown Disney, but that's been a sure. thing on Etsy for years. So I think you know there's a, as much as much as there is a fans stealing from Disney. I think it's also the other way around too. Like well, oh, they can copyright sure. this, so we're just going to do this. So it's totally fine. Now and usually you can sort of fly under the radar with a lot of this. I know uh, I think last year the year before I did some news article about uh, Disney announcing they were kind of relaxing on the hobbyists like on Etsy and that kind of stuff. Um, they weren't really going to per- be be pursuing as much as possible, but this dude actually filed for trademarks and copyright to protect these designs. <laughs> and I think that's how Disney became aware of him. Like, like you can do kind of a lot of stuff with these big corporations, but once you start trying to protect the things that you're sell that you're stealing, right? Yeah, the 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 hammer of Thor can't protect you from <laughs> from the team you of lawyers at the Disney. bear. That's the thing. Don't poke the bear. Oh no, never do that. And now the bear, <laughs> and the bear needs money now too. So oh. they're they're going to be all that much more protective <laughs> of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in March and October of 2019, Disney sent him two cease and desist letters, but nothing helped. Nothing fixed. He was still selling, so they had no other Ooh. choice but to take his ass to court. Well, see, as you- this is another thing. This guy yeah. is ballsy. Like. If Disney ever sent me a cease and desist letter, oh my god, you could you would find me in the the woods of Canada hiding out. Like <laughs> yeah. I would be so scared. I would move to Morocco and sell tchotchkes on the street in a blanket. <laughs> like I would never. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I'd be weaving rugs exactly in the Moroccan desert. <laughs> like there's, I wouldn't be like, mm, psh, come get me. I know they came exactly. and got him. Yeah, they came. Well, he's that's the. He's been selling Disney since wants 2000. to stop with the cease and desist. That's all they want to do. They don't want yeah. to have to take you to court. They don't want to spend the money on the lawyers. They no. want to send the cease and desist, scare, you, scare the pants off of you, and move on with life. Exactly. And, and I think the reason why they sent that is, or why they sued him is, this guy's clearly making a lot of money. I mean, because if, if he's doing zero sales, what do they care, right? But he's clearly doing a lot. This is what I think, right? Is I wonder if people in the parks actually were like seeing these shirts, or I wonder if it was more than just oh, this guy's selling, let's shut him down. I wonder if it was you know deeper than that. But I don't know. I thought that was very very ballsy, very very aggressive of this guy to be like, no, goofed up. I can do this. Let's let's go. Come and yeah, come and uh, sue me. And um, they did. It was only filed like December 9th or something like that of 2019, and it's already settled. Wow. 
Um, the order from the judge came down, and then w- in Disney's favor, of course. And within 20 days of the judge's order being signed, the online store, Mouseprint Media, agreed to give all of its unsold merchandise to be destroyed by Disney, as well as give Disney control of its websites. As of Tuesday, uh, which I think is today, it may have been last week, but who cares, uh, the websites appeared to have already been shut down. Mouse, so that's another thing in um, in copyright, you know, law. So uh, there was this gal on on um, on Instagram, I think last year, year before, selling churro castle pins. It wasn't okay. it wasn't like my design, but my trademark covers the word churro castle. Okay, okay, or a castle made of churros or whatever. So legally, I have to send her a DMCA and say, "Hey, you can't, you can't reproduce these. You can't do this. I own it." And so we went back and forth. She's like, a, "Just, a, I think a teenager, maybe in her 20s. She didn't understand, and I felt bad. I'm like, "Look, I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be a dickhead, but I have to do that. Legally, I have to. I don't want to. I have to do it because if I don't protect my trademark, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So, right. um, what I could have done." is asked her to destroy all those pins. But she's oh. like, look, I made like 50. I don't even make a whole lot. Of, I just do them for fun. I'm like, okay, well, just as long as you tell me in writing that you're not going to do it again, I, that's fine. Go ahead. I'm not going to prevent you from making money. You know what I mean? Uh, it right. wasn't like a big enough thing. But I could have asked for all of her product, and I, and I would have legally been allowed to do that. That's just kind of how this whole thing sort of works. Either you can destroy it or... Anyway, you know what I mean? Because if it's your product, if it's your IP, you technically own it. Um, right. You yeah. should have taken it. You should have confiscated it and used it as a giveaway for somebody. <laughs> I felt bad because she's like, look, I don't even do this for fun. And I looked at her Instagram page and she doesn't. And the pins were kind of, it was kind of bad anyway. So it's fine. Right. But, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. I, uh, anyways, that's that's happened and uh, whatever. So also Mouseprint Media also agreed to abandon its applications with the United States Patent Office and Trademark Office for its logo that had a picture of Mickey Mouse ears and a design that said home in front of a picture of the Magic Kingdom castle. <laughs> yeah, you can't make that one. You can't do Mickey Mouse ears. You can't do the castle. You can't. These are things that he was doing that you cannot do. And he just, right. I wonder how much money he made off of this. Because, like I said, he was doing a ton of stuff. And um, and since 2014, enough to well, copyright. He lost money. He, I mean, he had, how, how much merch do you think he had in, in inventory? I see, don't know if he was, how quickly was he turning it around? Was he making it to order? I don't know. I didn't have a ton. Yeah, who knows? Uh, he sold shirts with images of Darth Vader, <laughs> Cinderella's castle. Um, I'm trying to look through this thing to see if I've missed anything. Um, adding to the likelihood of confusion, defendants have reproduced photographs of various Walt Disney World Resort rides and attractions in their marketing materials. The last five digits of this guy's phone number spelled P L U T O. <laughs> Pluto. Jeez. Yeah. This guy didn't care at all, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't think that Disney sued him for, like, damages. I think they just wanted him to stop. So you couldn't make, like, a Space Mountain silhouette T-shirt? Well, I, I don't know. No, I know you can't. Uh, well, Space Mountain T-shirt, they could probably issue a DMCA. Hmm. But, so you need to make it a parody. You need to turn it into something else. Okay. 
Um, because also what Disney's going to do, they'll issue the DMCA. So like to your to your um, IP host, right? To your ISP or whatever, right? Um, okay. They're the ones who pull, who will pull it down. So you have to go through them and be like, no, no, I'm, I need I need to fight this or whatever. But they're going to pull it down because they don't want to get sued by Disney because they right. will get, they will be included in that as well. If you're hosting it for yourself, that's a different story. This is as far as I understand. So. Got it. Um, you know, if you turn it into a parody, then you can sort of maybe, you know, barter. But I really don't think they would go after small fish like us. I really don't. I mean, again, search the word Disney on Etsy. There's tons of people out there, you know, making cricket cut, you know, uh, invitations and stuff and selling them. Right. There's a lot of stuff out there. So they won. So they won. They protected all of their trademarks. And this dumbass... <laughs> Eric, whatever his name is, Mouse Print Media, Mouse. I mean, even Mouse Print and Diz Gear. Come on. Well, Diz Gear, the store in Epcot is called Mouse Gear. So, like, <laughs> that's even that. I'm looking at like the the docket for the original, um, you know, thing, and it's like he, this guy's being sued by Disney Enterprises, Lucasfilm. LLC, Lucasfilm, LTD. I'm just basically everybody. And they have a lot of, bunch of exhibits. And uh, that was very fast, too, because it only, like I said, it was only filed in December 9th. And I think it was ruled um, on January 6th, even, or something like maybe even sooner than that. Ah, the, it's the very hand fast. of Justice is Swift. Yeah. Oh, here's the website. My favorite Diz Gear. And DizGearDesigns.com were two other uh, websites that he operated. Dumbass. Like, super dumbass. Yeah, it's not very intelligent. Eric Wickhart. No, it's not. It's not very intelligent either. But also, he's been getting away from it, or uh, away with it for six years. That's true. So, He should have called, I mean, there's so many things you could call, you could call it Magic Street Apparel. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. There's so many things that evoke that are like brand exactly. elements of Disney that they can't own. I mean, Spectro, their parade was called Spectro Magic, but they can't own the word Spectro. It's from Spectrometer, Spectrum. Like they can't. So correct. I feel comfortable with that. Exactly. And that's what you do. And, and, and the, the creative of us, the more creative people of us will, will do stuff like that because it's okay to invoke. And that's, I think, what the, the core of the story I was reading last year about Disney's really not going after these hobbyists so much because – we're, we're sort of promoting these, I don't want to say hidden or, or maybe they're like forgotten, you know, things. We're sort of generally elevating the, the, the vibe of, of, of Disney and not really doing too much damage. But if you put Darth Vader on a T-shirt, you're going to get sued. That's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just what's going to happen, man. So I've always liked those T-shirts where you can take small elements and then turn them into like a logo Involve, involving the that element or that that name or whatever, like um, uh, well, like Spectro, or 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 maybe actually more to the point, like uh, Tashi Station from Star Wars. I know you know what that means, but he yeah. made Tashi Station, which is a, a place to go buy stuff on Moss Eisley. You make that into a logo, a Tashi Station logo, and just the word Tashi. I think that's cute, and that's at least clever. You're you're actually doing artwork. Although right. then it's like, well, you're sort of stealing that word that somebody else came up with. And so I have a problem with that. It's like people who steal the Rolly Crump designs for of the tiki's in front of the tiki room. And then they paint them and then they sell them on Etsy for $200. And you're like, but you didn't make this. You, you painted it. 
it's not a parody. You're just doing a different <laughs> version of this someone else's design. Right. I have a problem with that, but I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just relax. Anyway, I don't. Uh, it's your turn. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right. You know what? You know what? I bet you don't want to talk about anymore, Jace. Coronavirus. Oh man, I'm so not tired of talking about coronavirus. I think <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah, because it continues to dominate the news perpetually. Coronavirus talk. And uh, uh, companies across the globe suddenly see their revenue falling to historically low levels. And in some cases, their revenue is falling to zero. Wow. If you're a retailer like Macy's or, you know, a lot of these companies, sure. they have no income right now. Their stores are closed. That's crazy. So with little to no income coming in, companies have been left scrambling to reduce expenses in order to keep employees paid. Yesterday, it was announced that the CEO of Disney, Bob Chapek, would take a 50% pay cut while his company wow. weathers the crisis. He's still getting paid over a million dollars a year. He is. I, <laughs> uh, well, his his 2.3, I think, is what it was. No, his salary is 2.5 million. 2.5, so. okay. So he's still making over a million, isn't he? Isn't yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Tell me no. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my uh, calculator out. <laughs> I can't divide two. yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, company chairman Bob Iger will forego his salary entirely. This announcement was made only uh, as this was announced only a day after the company extended its theme park closures indefinitely, as we said before, until global conditions improve enough to warrant reopening the parks safely. I wonder if part of me thinks that Bob and Bob to the two Bobs got together and then Bob Iger was like, look, you should probably you should probably uh, uh, forfeit, I don't know, half of your salary just to make it look good and help the company. And Chepik is like, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, it'll it'll make me look good. And then and then Bob Iger decides to forego 100% of his salary so he looks better. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's how it went down. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> You know, I want Look, I'm getting the it. conspiracy theories going, baby. Let's go. You know what I mean? Well, I'm trying to generate. You know, some... he's chairman, which is really more of a titular. Like, you know, it's not. Uh, he's not honorific title. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to like get on the investors' calls and do yeah. you know sweat it out. Sure. So, well, I, well um, I wonder what Chapex bonuses are like. Actually, I wonder how the bonus program has even been redefined, if it has been during all well, this. Because Iger forfeiting 100 percent of the salary. Keep in mind his salary. It was like one or two million dollars, but his bonus programs were sixty-five million dollars, something like that. That's right. And some in Diz Twitter were <laughs> quick to point out that this only applies to their base salaries. Bob Chapek's base salary is currently two and a half million a year, but that amount is buttressed by a target bonus annually of seven point five million, in addition to an annual long-term incentive grant of fifteen million. So wow. Um, however, I don't even know given what that the means. current, what's that? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. A long-term investment grant, a long-term incentive grant. Incentive. So, what what companies do is because um, they give annual bonuses based on the, that year's performance, right? Long-term incentive grants 
Um, at some companies, I'm not sure if this is exactly how his works, but in some companies, what they do is they give you a three-year rolling bonus on top of it. So your bonus is based on three years rolling performance so that you're not just doing things that will affect the short-term health of the company and then leave. It's about the long-term performance so okay. that you're investing wisely for the company as well. Right. So they have those two layers. And okay. a lot of that came out of um, the financial crisis in 2008, 2009, and um, there were regulations put in about how much stock in, um, people were, they were doing more of these instead of stock grants and stock options. Got it. So, but I don't know the exact terms of his, but that's what that is. Okay. Um, given the current scenario and stock performance, though, it is difficult to envision a scenario where he will max out his bonuses. So, <laughs> right. you know, exactly. he has a target of 7.5 million, presumably if he achieves 100% of his goal um, and then it probably goes up and down to that a few points depending on how they do. Sure. I'm sure um, there's a minimum of bonus too. Um, I would imagine. I don't know. Not I mean, necessarily. I, I, no? pro- I don't think that there is. I would actually guess that there isn't. Um, but the thing is or waivers they can or some readjust sort of his goals. Oh, like, right. Okay. Like what they set as his financial plan would might they obviously they won't achieve, but they could say, okay, well, we're extracting this and we're re we're regaging the the bonus. Right, right, okay. But that because all of that's publicly reported, like I would have a hard time believing that would be a tough look. What to to adjust to, the goals? To adjust the goals and give him a max bonus next year. Well, I mean, if I think it would be tougher if they weren't uh, trying to take care of the CMs and stuff like that. Yeah, but who knows what's going to happen? Right. I don't think, listen, we don't know what, I, I don't think they know, probably know how they're going to compensate him next year based on these. Like, they oh, have no, no idea. They're, no. they're trying to stay in business. This is all new territory for everybody. In addition to those cuts, it was also announced in a letter from Bob Jakebeck to the company that all VPs at the company would have their salaries reduced immediately by 20%. All senior vice presidents and above would be reduced by 25% and all executive vice presidents and above would have their salaries reduced by 30%. Wow. So they're just is just all trying to keep cash flow so that they can give that money off to the yeah. cast members that they want to keep in business in uh, in employment, which is good. It is very Bob good. Iger, yeah. Bob Iger is also waiving his car allowance, Jason. Oh, wow. See and and, and, and if if we thought that his gratitude had hit new heights we were incorrect this is now right. more i'm now i'm more impressed what's He's his not car allowance? His salary and he has to have his own car so they they repoed his car basically well he probably just got money for it and yeah. then he, you know it was, um the company has also committed to pay cast members now through April 18th. That's where they're committed to as of now. Okay. Uh, this news comes as CEOs and highly compensated executives at companies across the country are seeing pay cuts. The airline industry in particular has seen uh, the CEOs of United, JetBlue taking pay cuts. Delta CEO has taken a 100% pay cut for six months. Um, wow. Actually, I just found this was interesting. American Airlines CEO already has a salary of zero. He is only... Uh, He's only uh, compensated in equity awards. So if the stock does well, he gets paid. If not, he makes nothing. Wow. I like that. I just thought that was interesting. It's kind of socialist, I think. But, uh, you know. Well, so there you go. Disney's following many 
leader, well, I don't know if they're following or leading, but they are among in good company with many CEOs across the country who are suffering and trying to keep their employees paid. I do appreciate that. Can you imagine making $65 or $65 million last year in bonuses and salary and getting an allowance for a car? <laughs> like, it seems a little bit agreed. Like, come on. How, much, how many different ways can we pay this man? Yeah, it, it's a little peculiar, but I think all those things, there's probably a million other things in his package that yeah. add up so that it doesn't look like he's compensated as much as he is. But, like, it's $65 million. <laughs> I know, right? What's the car allowance? Like, <laughs> 1000 a month? Well, and, at, I mean, it can't be more than that. And for what? Is he, what, is he driving a Lambo to, to the park or something? Or to Burbank <laughs> office? Like, what's he driving? Good gravy. <laughs> He should have a driver. If I let me tell you something, yeah. if I lived in LA, yeah, I would need in my contract a rider that has provides for a driver. I can't drive out there. No, yeah, you got Uber. No, it's it, driving out there. It does kind of stink, and I would too. And, and I was listening to oh, some interview with I forget what rapper, right? Some some rapper that's fairly popular, um, and he was like, "Yeah, the greatest advice I ever got was from." jay-z i think i don't know um, let's just pretend it was because i don't know if it was uh, but he's like dude don't buy cars like buying a bunch of cars is stupid you see you know a bunch of celebrities buying five lamborghinis and shit he's like um you 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 get like a, a, a an suv like a suburban and you pay a driver yes and then that's it you don't then you don't have these drunk driving things you don't have you know you don't have to sit in traffic you don't have to worry about the insurance in your car and that's how you save your money to to grow your wealth instead of just blowing it on Lambo oh i i, I got signed for a million dollars i'm going to buy four lamborghinis well jay zs very smart he's a he's a new yeah. york rapper he's the east coast i like him <laughs> and he's very good with his money obviously so he's i a, like that. he's one of those uh new york rappers <laughs> I would, see, I thought that this was all DMX, but apparently, but what was all DMX? That advice. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, whatever. But DMX spent too much time in jail to be giving out financial advice to young rappers. That, that's probably true. That's um, my story. Well, I like it. I appreciate that, Bob <laughs> Iger. God bless him. Uh, I, I I think it's really cool. Uh, and again, we always you know like to harass Disney about overcharging for stuff. Um, but at least they're stepping up and sort of like, you know, making sure that everybody's being taken care of as best as possible. And, you know, I know that uh, many CMs were starting to get nervous to the point where like uh, a couple of them, a couple of different ones are in unions and they were calling Disney like, what, what do we tell people? We don't have any hours next week. What's happening? We don't right. know. Well, right. Disney didn't know either. They're all just trying to figure it all out. Well, what a difference a virus makes because to, I never thought I would hear you on this show well, when talking about compensation yeah. say, God bless Iger. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, even if it's, you know, a couple million dollars, they're still, they're doing what they can. Uh, but like you said, I'm sure their, their, their benchmarks are adjusted. So, uh, you know, that will help reduce the amount of money going to them. And so they could, oh, look, I want people to be paid a fair amount of money and i know even though disney's not paying everybody a fair amount of money uh they're at least keeping them employed and that's that's right that's pretty good uh this next one like i said isn't really news but it's just something fun i guess uh john stamos a greek legend and um and fantastic disneyland fan apparently um started a video on um on youtube 
where he read a book written by Floyd Norman and Richard Sherman called A Kiss Goodnight. And he uh, just, he was sitting in, so, okay, let me back up for a second. Stamos, you know, like I said, is a very big Disney fan. He has um, a lot of Disney memorabilia at his house. He sure. has, like, the, the letter D from the, the old Disneyland sign, right? Disneyland Hotel, I think is what it was. Uh, but he also has a Dumbo ride vehicle in his house. I also thought he might have an old monorail car. Is that right? Uh, that I don't know. Us Greeks okay. uh, don't really communicate very well. Uh, but apparently he was sitting in his Dumbo ride vehicle, and he, read, <laughs> and he was reading this book. So if you want to, uh, it's on the, I believe it's the Disney YouTube channel. Yeah, Disney YouTube channel. But you can just Google Storytime with John Stamos. And uh, he's sitting in his Dumbo car reading um, this uh, wonderful book called A Kiss Goodnight. And, um, well, this is a delight. I, yeah, I yeah. love John Stamos. How do you not love the Stamos? I, I still want to interview him. We have tried to reach out to Stamos several times on Twitter um, asking to, and I think to his representative too, like his agent, oh. seeing if he wants to come on and just talk about what I'm fascinated with is being a celebrity and then being in love with, with Disney or being a celebrity and used to sort of getting your own thing, right? Like you walk into a restaurant and you get preferred seating or whatever. But when you go to Disneyland, we're sort of all kind of on this even playing field, so to speak. I know you can afford a plaid and you get VIPs, but you still have to be out in public and you still have to interact with people, right? And um, I just I would love to talk to an actual celebrity about just that kind of stuff, being famous, but in a location that's probably more famous than you'll ever be. Well, also, the thing that I would want to know is because we all have a reason why we like Disney. It hit us at some point in our lives and it's, you know... I want to know why he, you know, what what is it about, you know, John Stamos? He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Why does he love Disney like we do, us nerds? Exactly. Yes. See, all that kind of stuff. I want to talk to everybody about it, but Stamos won't return our our tweets or our emails. So That's because he's a cool guy and we're a nerd. He's too cool. And I even told Terrence, like, look, just tell him I'm Greek. We, that that will be the bond. I don't oh, know if that'll get him. I should. <laughs> Greeks got to stick together, man. We're very underrepresented in Hollywood. I don't know. That's it. Like I said, it's a little blurb. Story time with John Stamos. Check it out. You know, I don't understand why Disney doesn't use Stamos more. Because if you think about it, like Neil Patrick Harris, big Disney fan, right? Huge Disney fan. Yeah, yeah. For a while, he was everywhere. He couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting Neil Patrick Harris. And he, but like, why is there no Stamos? Have Stamos narrated fireworks show? I'll listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. NPH was. I think he was on World of Color. I think they threw him in World of Color for one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like NPH. You don't like NPH. You don't like him. I would love to interview him. I I, I think it he's probably a nice guy. I, I yeah. thought he was a little bit overexposed with Disney. He's definitely overexposed. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and, like and, Gad. Oh my oh god. I can't bro. Oh my god. I can't take him. I really can't take him. I saw he was reading books to children on the internet too and I was like, "Oh good. <laughs> How great. How great is that?" But isn't that the thing like you say John Stamos is is reading books to kids and I'm like, "Oh, that's so sweet." And you're like, "Gad is." I'm like, "I hate it." <laughs> well, Stamos isn't overexposed. And I think right. uh, you know, when you're at that level of celeb, um, you don't you don't need the exposure. Maybe you want to do it. Maybe you want to do something for Disney, but you kind of don't really need to. You're just living life. You're living off that full house money, right? He does. He's yeah. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Uh, 
Gad's still climbing the greasy pole. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeremy. We speculated this in re- on this in recent episodes because, as you know, Disney has announced billions of dollars of investment in Walt Disney World, especially with their dramatic upgrade to Epcot, as yeah. well as other improvements in preparation for the resort's 50th anniversary coming next year, including a repainting and recolorization of the castle, along with a major expansion at Disneyland Paris. But amid the coronavirus outbreaks, layoffs have been underway at the various construction projects around Walt Disney World since the very first day following the resort's closure. So while they are endeavoring to keep full-time Disney employees employed yeah um, that has been at the cost of some of these more temporary construction workers that are there the wall the workers for the buena vista construction company which is a subsidiary of disney world's construction operations were laid off two weeks ago leaving them without pay normally these construction workers are used to layoffs uh, with the normal ebb and flow of construction projects they complete them they get laid off and then something else starts but this layoff was different and came without any notice. These projects are not completed, yet the layoffs still came. Oh, wow. So the question for the parks now is, what does this do? You know, so obviously we don't, you know, it's unfortunate these people have lost their jobs. And I think maybe under some of the new legislation, they might be entitled to some compensation for that. Certainly unemployment. Oh, yeah. Um. But the question that I want to know is, what does this do to the timelines of these projects? And further, with the company growing more cash-strapped by the day, will Disney have to revisit the budgets and the extent of these investments in these projects? Will we get a scaling back of projects that aren't far enough along in response to this crisis? Oh, I think so. I think so, 100%. I mean, there were there were even projects that w- last year that... Uh, they weren't really talking about, but, uh, you know, people that I hear from, uh, there was plussing going on to a bunch of rides. They were, they were in planning to make some changes to the rides. And then those were even getting scaled back and scaled back and scaled back. Even when star Wars land had already opened, there was already stuff going on. So even just internally, there's always budget concerns. And then now that there's no money coming in, except from the movies and merchandise and, you know, Disney plus, um, which is nothing to shake a stick at, but even that's lower uh, than what they expected, from what I understand. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see things getting pushed back a few years. Absolutely. Well, and the thing you got to remember too is that with with Disney, even with Disney Plus, you know, when people get laid off from their jobs, they start looking at all their expenses, and if you can cut, you know, what is that nine dollars a month? Seven? I think it's like five, honestly. But you do the package; oh. it's like eleven or twelve. So that's the first, for me, all those automatic subscriptions, if I ever need to start tightening my belt for any reason, all that stuff is what goes away first. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had times where I was like, I got to get rid of cable. Like, I, you know, there have been those times. So that they could see a decrease just because of the financial pressure people are facing. Yeah. Um, well, and also, you, I mean, most people have a Netflix or an Amazon Prime. And so Disney Plus was always sort of, I think, a gamble, in my mind at least, because while you have that initial surge of people, they had like 23 million people or whatever. From what I understand, it's dropped a lot lately because there's not a whole lot of content. You've seen the stuff on Disney Plus and you're like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But it right. doesn't really serve any sort of like, I don't want to say intellectual, you know, mindset or whatever. But it is sort of just 
kind of fluff. If you want to sit and watch something that's engaging, you're not going to go to Disney Plus. Right. You know? Speaking of Disney Plus, I, I heard reviews of that um, that new Disney documentary with Meghan Merkel, Duchess of Sussex, oh, where God. she voices the, she narrates the elephant thing or whatever. Yeah. I hear it's terrible. Like, I, <laughs> the reviews that I've read are like, it's very ham-fisted, and she's like lays it on really thick, and it's not very good at all. And there's she has no other contracts pending <laughs> with Disney, but it is really annoying because it says like her name and then it says her title underneath. So it's like Disney, you know, Disney Nature, uh, Meghan Merkel, Duchess of Sussex. I know. I Jim saw the way they they, t- they showed her title. That was like, oh god, I it's it's a little painful. Yeah. I do you think? I guess. If we we would have to watch to find out, but I wonder if the dialogue read by someone else would be, would what? it be less offensive? Is it just that it's her? Like how I, I want to know like those words coming out of someone else's mouth. I think it's I think it's uh, part of that. I think it's like thirty percent because it's just her and she's annoying. I don't even look. I don't even know anything. I've never heard her say one word. I've never because I, I don't care. The fact that uh, ever since the wedding, it's just all uh, at least once a week. I see three news stories about her and the prince, whatever, and I'm like, I don't care. I do. I absolutely do not care. I really, I could not <laughs> care. So I'm, I'm annoyed just how much press coverage there is of them. But um, there, yeah. so that Disney Nature film, I forget the name. I wish I remember the name, but it's, it's like a, it, it follows like a pod of dolphins and then like a herd of elephants. She, okay. she narrates the elephants. Natalie Portman narrates the, the, the dolphins. Okay. She's not necessarily like fun to listen to either, but I'm sure she. So to, to answer your question, that's probably a decent comparison. Which version are you going to like better? You know what I mean? Because right. I imagine they're written by the same people or whatever. So, well, to to her credit, I would say that she did it. As I understand, it was charitable. She didn't make any money off of it. Okay, like she was. I don't think she was paid for that. I think that was a well. A well, I'll find out. Vote. I'll tweet her. If that's true, that makes me feel a bit better about it. I guess. Um, But going back to uh, the reduction in scope of some of these projects. Yes. um, Sorry. There there is a blog out there. I'm not going to get too far into it because I don't think that they're too credible or I think it's more speculation. But there is a blog out there saying that Disney has... um, shifted funds from some projects to others and has put the stop on some, but that is rumor. So we'll just have to wait and see what, what really pans out with that. But there was one, but I wouldn't, I would take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also not, it's not too out there in speculation realm to think that, I mean, of course that they have, they have money in different areas of the parks and the different operations already allotted. Of course they're going to be reshifting stuff. So you I mean, you should make that up, and it could be true. Right. Yeah. Like um, and it wouldn't be the first time that Disney plans were thwarted by economic headwinds. Ooh, thwartation. Back in the early 90s, amid a European recession and heavy investment in Euro Disney, many plans for that resort had to be scaled back or delayed with a knock-on effect for domestic parks investments, including the planned development for Westcott which essentially was a replica of Epcot Center that would have been constructed where California Adventure stands today. Oh, man. And um, it was canceled for various reasons, but one of them was funding. Um, Also, following the September 11th attacks in 2001, when tourism faced a severe drop-off, 
the partially built Disney's Pop Century Resort in Disney World was left half um, abandoned and only half of it was completed. The empty shell of the remaining building sat empty for a decade across the lake before being opened as Disney's Art of Animation Resort in 2012. Wow. Um, and some people are questioning why construction at Disney World had to stop. And people are saying, well, it's because there's this rule. If there's more than 10 people in a, in a place, then you can't be... Um, you know, you can't you can't have more than ten people. Okay. But there are other construction projects in Florida taking place, such as work on I four, as well as the new International Terminal building at Orlando International Airport. Work continues there, and certainly work construction work continues all around the country. I mean, I can see two buildings out my window being built. Um, I think it's a cash flow situation. I think they're like, if there's no money coming in, this I think this is like cutting the CEO salary. They're like, why build for the future if we can't pay today? Yeah, I mean, it could also. I wonder if they would get some sort of, uh, I don't know, deal or stop payment on, the, like an insurance thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they have to carry special insurance when they're doing construction. Um, That's could, a good point too. Could yeah. be a number of things, or they have to have extra security and extra people to sort of validate everybody coming through. And and yeah, I don't know. It's a, but because you're right, uh, it's uh, essential services and construction is just that umbrella. So. You know, you can have concrete, you can have a swimming pool built in your backyard still. It's not essential that you have one, but construction is one of those services. So they could still be right. building and doing stuff. I know, they, was I know they were doing doing work in Disneyland uh, a couple of days even after it closed, They, but they didn't have any of the walls up or the facades. <laughs> they were just sitting there repainting and whatever. Normally you wouldn't see that during the day, but uh, yeah, so they right. were they were doing stuff. There were. It was interesting to read Diz Twitter after, right after the park closure, because they did for a few days continue painting the castle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was some, some, some of this, some of these people just their hot takes and what they assert to be true is so preposterous. They're like, no, they're going to ramp it up. It's going to be 24 hour construction. They're going to go full blast to move up the timeline. Oh yeah. Same. Like it's fact. Yeah. Obviously that was and like in like literally within two days, like that was proven completely wrong. Like. That was one of those, this tweet didn't age very well. <laughs> Jeez. Love that. So that's my story. Okay. What's your next one? Well, let me finish this up. It's, uh, it's a fun download. So anybody who is a fan of Disneyland Paris or has never been but would like to see photos and some history or whatever, uh, there is a free download of a digital book floating around. It's called Disneyland Paris Celebrates Its Heritage and Its Artistic Crafts, which is a very verbose um, title, and it was uh, distributed during the French Heritage Days event uh, last year in 2019. The ebook re- uh, features references and tributes to the different parts of French culture that can be found at Disneyland Paris, including architecture, art, literature, music, and food. And um, if you just Google that, I guess there's really not like a, a, a really Disneyified like link for it. But uh, the Disneyland Paris celebrate its heritage and artistic crafts ebook can be downloaded here. So I'll try to post that in the in the um, the show posting when I post this thing, um, and you can check it out. It's I mean full color. It looks like a high res thing, and you can print it out or just look at it online. But there's a lot of cool photos of Disneyland Paris and some you know some Imagineering uh, you know info here and there. It's kind of fun. And it's in English. Yeah, yeah, it's in English. Well, what a delight. Well, mazel to that, I say. I say. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, and that's, That sounds nice. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, and that's what I have. That's all I got. 
That's all you got. That's all, all right. I got. Um, just well, the- that was good. I would. I can't believe we had five things to talk about and during this <laughs> know, far right? into the corona. I know, right? Um, for anybody uh, listening to this after today is the very first day that Jeremy and I are streaming the show on YouTube, and we oh ha- we actually have some people in uh, the chat. Melissa's in there. Dude. Brian's in there. Uh, Miles is in there. Uh, Thomas, of course, is in there. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I've completely, yeah. I'm be honest with you, I completely forgot that you were testing that. <laughs> and like, I'm sitting here drinking, like not, I, I told wasn't you. worried yeah, about yeah. what I was looking like. I told you, I said, I'm, I'm going to be putting this on YouTube, I think, if I can, so be pretty, look pretty. You and, 100% did. And you did uh, it. But, I, well, I look pretty. I it's just true. didn't, I wasn't minding like what I was doing. I was taking sips. I'm like over here. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't in, uh, I don't know. You weren't in the zone. You weren't on camp. Maybe it's better than I didn't know. I think so too. So you can see us side by side um, on the uh, on the old camera there. Are you over? Are you there? Yeah, that's me. Hi, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good stuff. All right, well, you, maybe I want to invest in a, a big screen to put behind me, a TV you can, screen, like images, moving images, and just excitement. Well, you can do. Um, you can. Uh, Depending on the the broadcast, can we do that on this end? I don't know if we could do that on, uh, if we can do that on this end, but you can do like a white sheet, and it'll, you know, there's a software that'll key it out, and you can put up whatever whatever image you want. Like you could be on yeah. Sesame Street or something like that. I know Zoom lets you do that. Yeah, uh, OBS does too, which is our broadcast software. But I don't know that our our computer would be powerful enough to sort of render all that for you and push out, you know, the uh, video. So. Maybe I'll just get some props. Maybe. Props to you, Jeremy. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Be, a, be a prop host. That'd be great. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. This has been Ears Up In-Depth uh, number 18, Jeremy. We've been doing this for a wow. while. I know, right? It's kind of crazy. Um, let's see. If you're listening live, we will be recording live on Thursday, this coming Thursday, in two days, uh, when Jeremy brings us the music of The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. It's good. It's like 75% done. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. I love that. Well, usually I'm more done than that by two, the two nights before. <laughs> so I'm a little no. worried, but don't worry. I'm ensconced and I'll get it done. I think you'll be fine. I trust I you 100%. And then maybe we'll, maybe we'll do another corn tiki room um, on uh, Sunday. What do you think? I'm game for that. Maybe. Yeah, no, we'll see. I don't know. Anyway. All right, Jeremy, thanks Saturday a lot. Saturday might be preferable. All right, well, we'll Saturday? Talk. Okay, maybe. We'll check it out. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. I appreciate it, and uh, take care of yourselves. Be safe. Wash your hands. Stay inside. <laughs>